Okay, okay, okay. We are live. We are eh, that whole bokeh effect going on very actively here with the Sony. Um, good morning, Sabaha, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Android Bay. Today is episode 106. Uh, and this is, uh, I have to look at this, uh, January 28th, if I'm not mistaken, no, 29th, 2022. I don't know why I had to look at the date. I know it's the end of January. I know about basically we're almost at the beginning of February. And of course, I forgot to turn off some of my devices and notifications. So it's going to be, you know, going all all over the place. Um, I see a couple of people with us already. Uh, Finn Jacobs, Jimmy Torres, of course, and El Josa. Thank you very much for hanging out with us this morning on your Saturday morning. Uh, today is actually a little bit of an interesting day. A week ago, a week ago when I was when I was with you guys on the show, I did not know I was going to have this many devices in the uh, in the studio to work on. And lo and behold, end of the week, things change, devices show up, and things are exciting. Um, I'll say this: one of the biggest surprises that I was actually uh, happy to see and happy to actually be able to share some content on was the Redmi Note 11. And this is uh, by far a budget king from Xiaomi that is very hard to uh, kind of like put a really good straight head-to-head competition with something else that at this at this um, at this price level and availability. It's internationally available. It's not just available in specific markets. It sells for about $179, and it actually packs a lot of features that I'm really surprised how Xiaomi and Redmi are able to put these things in a smartphone um, at this price point and still technically make money because I'm thinking they're not doing this for, you know, to be, uh, you know, generous. They want to make money. They want to be, um, obviously, uh, sell more devices and so on. It, it's part of how life is. Hmm. Oh man, good morning, good morning, Gary. And he's saying good morning to everybody from the snowy New York. Um, I <laughs> I miss the snow. I miss cold weather uh, in the sense of what cold weather is. Cold weather. We went through a little bit of a, uh, a short stint uh, of rain and 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 just cold, cold weather here in Southern California. And now we're we're kind of like generally in around the seventies, uh, like mid seventies or so during the day. It does get a little bit cold at night, but we don't we're not getting any snow. So I do, I'll say first and foremost, be safe, uh, Gary. I hope you're doing well. And I'm a little bit envious of the snow that you guys are getting because we would love to be able to play with some snow here, getting that little bit of a you know a fall feeling kind of going on. Um, I see Marilyn's in with us as well. Sabaho, hope you're doing well, Marilyn. Hey, Greg is in the chat as well. Uh, Ron, good morning, man. Hope you're doing well. And, uh, and and we are live and we are definitely live. So yeah, like I said, last Saturday, I could not have told you guys or I could not have even known myself that I was going to be with this many um, devices or uh, get my hands on so many devices. The specific one that I'm actually really, really surprised is this one. Okay, so this, hopefully this can, eh, let's see, can we, can we do it? Nope, it's too reflective. Yeah, not going to do it. So we're going to have to do this. I'm going to have to turn on the overhead because we got to do the overhead. Ah, Sony doesn't even want to focus on me. Well, let's try this again. Sony. <laughs> uh, okay, we're back. We're back in focus. It, it's, it's, it's just horrendous. Let's see how we do that. Okay, so it's this guy, the Huawei Mate. Well, not the Mate, the P40 Pro, P50 Pro. <laughs> kind of. Okay, so uh, just a little bit of reference. Up to this point, this has been my favorite P3, uh, P series uh, phone from Huawei. This is the P30 Pro. Um, actually, does support Google Play services. Very nice, very rugged, uh, large display. I have a glass protector installed. Very nice. Uh, you know, SIM card, memory tool, and all of that. 
So I'm very, very happy to see uh, the P50 Pro uh, in all of its glory. And of course, now supporting App Gallery. Uh, and of course, this is the Pro model and it is actually working on 4G LTE for me here in the US, which is surprising. So Greg and I were talking last night and um, uh, over on Instagram and he's like, hey, does it support US bands? And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to check it out. So I did install that. Um, speaking of which, actually, I did install speed test, but I didn't actually get a chance to run it. Uh, surprisingly, also the uh, pedal search uh, function, the ability of side loading applications using pedal search from like APK Pure and AP, APK Mirror and so on, uh, seems to be actually very consistent and very reasonably uh, set up. It's simple, it's easy to use. Let's go ahead and open up one thing here. And we're going to go ahead and do a quick speed test. I'm just going to run the speed test right now here in the office and see how the connection is going to be. It shouldn't be super, super fast because we're indoors, but uh, yeah, it's like running about 20 megabits, megabits, uh, megabits down. Um, so yeah, Chemi, Chemi's in like there's a lot of work for February. Um, yeah, February is going to be quite, quite busy. Um, I can say this much. Uh, something's already shown up for February that I need to start working on. Uh, that was something that's one, one of the reasons I wasn't like there's was a lot of things that showed up. Uh, and then uh, so that part is coming up hopefully in the near future. And then the other stuff that came up again with the P50 Pro, that was a nice little surprise uh, where we reach out and they're like, hey, would you want to be able to check it out? Uh, and I've had a chance, an opportunity to play with ever since the P20 Pro. So that when I went to that to, to the event, it, it, coinc it coincided with a family trip to Paris at the time. And they were running the launch event there. So I had a chance to uh, attend it and I got my first P series. Um, uh, from Huawei directly. And then obviously the P30, as I showed you guys just a second ago, the P40 again, and then now we have the P50. So it's a it's a sequence of devices. And up to this point, all of them have been running Kirin processors. This one actually is a unique phone. The international model of the P50 Pro is running the Snapdragon 888, a Qualcomm chipset, although no 5G support, only running 4G LTE. And I think that's part of the requirements of how things are set up right now with Huawei. So they can use Qualcomm chipsets, they just can't use 5G technology, which I feel like was somehow part of the original conversation that was going on. Um, yeah, actually, that's a great question. So uh, let's start it off as we always do. Finn, uh, starting us with a question. Greg, what custom ROM are you trying on this week? Uh, and uh, as usual, we always love to be able to put it in there. Uh, <laughs> hey, Lord at Work, E, our buddy, our friend, Edavon is in the chat as well. Uh, so yeah, no, uh, sorry if I'm late, a little bit late. So yeah, um, this is, I just want to get it, this is the Golden Black. It's a black mirror finish reflection here on this. And um, it does amazingly well. And there's like obviously the gold writing here, Huawei, Leica, the triple camera, quad camera setup in the back, dual tone LED flash, a large, beautiful display here. And of course, let's go on. It is a fingerprint magnet though, I'll say this. Uh, so here, okay, let's go back. We'll go results. I wasn't able to get a very fast connection. So yeah, it, it's not that fast. It's also indoors. But about 21 megabits down and about almost maybe not even half a meg up. I got to check that out. It does say 4G LTE. Let me show you guys real quick what it looks like right there. 4G LTE on T-Mobile here in the U.S. Uh, and it just looks absolutely stunning. The, the construction on this thing is crazy, crazy good. Uh, so it's one of those uh, <laughs> one of those things in there. Uh, we see everybody saying hi. Everybody say hey to General Singala. Or, and of course, E. Dominic uh, kicking it with us again this morning. Good morning, Dominic. Hope you're doing well or good afternoon. Um, so yeah, that was actually a nice surprise to see. The, the P50 Pro is um, by far... So 
if we had to kind of look at the devices or the the series that Huawei puts out, there's the Mate series and then there's the P series. P stands for photography. So the, the device itself should always give us the best new technology, whatever new experimentation that Huawei is trying to put together. And of course, focus that experience all on what we get in there. Uh, we have 4K 60 frames per second. That's going to be the maximum resolution on the front and on the back sensor. So we get front-facing and back-facing experience that matches. We no longer, we're not kind of stuck in that position where you have the ability of just using 4K in the back, but then on the front, you're kind of limited to 1080. Um, one other thing that was actually very surprising, now becoming actually even more and more unique. Uh, now, Sony does this, and they allow us to use SD cards or expandable memories. But one thing is that we probably don't know, most of us don't remember realistically is, Huawei is one of the other companies that still allows us to expand memory on their devices. Like this one has 256 gigs of internal storage, but they have a nano memory. This is a their technology that they developed a few years ago. It's a memory card that's the size of an SD uh, of a SIM card that you're able to put on the second slot in the device, and that enables you to actually expand the memory. And that was one of my main favorite features uh, when I was using the P30 and the P40. You we were able to add more memory even on the Mate 40. I was able to add more memory in case you wanted to transfer content and not have to worry about basically using internal storage but again this is something that we kind of have to appreciate what what Huawei still does and what they're doing what they're trying to do here with the p50 they included a case they included the charger seems like the model I got is the UK model because the charger is that three prong connector uh, but luckily I still have some of my uh, actually quite a few uh, you know p series and mate series chargers um, here in the office Oh my God, it's so nice to see you, E. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. I, I'm assuming E is in the same uh, snow, snow-covered experience that uh, Gary's running, running in right there. Just watch your video over on Board at uh, Board Gamer. Oh man, yeah, uh, E is always diversifying, and um, I always appreciate the. Um, the time that I'm able to actually spend with him, like at CES, I think that was some of my favorite time. We got a chance to talk a little bit during Pepcom and Showstop. I think it was at Pepcom, and um, it was nice. It was very, very nice to, to be able to see actually see him in person. That was the other thing. Haven't seen him for a while, and uh, getting to see him again, it's actually very, very nice. And hopefully, we'll uh, we'll hang out again in the near future. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are some of the big things going on right now. Uh, the P-Series is obviously going to be launching. That's the, the global launch of that one. The um, Redmi Note 11 series, actually, they released four phones. And that was the surprising part that I was actually kind of shocked. They released four phones at the same time, and they were all four considered to be uh, good budget-friendly devices. The 11, which is the one that I have, most people seems to be receiving the 11S. I didn't get the 11S. I got the 11, the base model version of it as well. So that's the 179. That's if you had to go for $179, you would get the Note 11 with four gigs of RAM, 120, no, sorry, 64 gigs of internal storage. Um, we get the triple camera stack in this, uh, on the back, or technically a quad camera stack. The primary is a 50 megapixel shooter. Secondary is going to be the eight. That's going to be the ultra wide. And then they have a two megapixel macro and a two megapixel uh, bokeh. Realistically, those are cameras that are going to be more of assisting, not necessarily cameras that you're going to be really shooting with as much. The macro, unfortunately, is not a very strong macro uh, sensor. A 2 megapixel typically is okay, but again, I personally would recommend just, uh, if you're going to shoot with something, maybe shoot with a 50 megapixel sensor and then maybe crop in a little bit. You'll probably have a better image there. Um, the front-facing camera is 13, and that actually gives us about 1080p 30 frames per second. So I dropped the video late last night. Um, I was editing it all day, and I was like debating if I should push it out. So I figured I'll push it at around the time where it'll be early enough for the UK folks and early enough for the Indian side. So it's mostly kind of covering both sides of the, the world as opposed to the US mostly. And then, of course, by the time everybody here in the US wakes up, the, the, the video will be sitting there and waiting uh, waiting in there for with uh, everybody. Uh, 
<laughs> TK, if you need to let me, if you need help with any phones, let me know. Uh, I appreciate it, Greg. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Um, I, I do want to start looking into uh, some of the things that we're able to do with the P50. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, the other thing that I'm actually interested to see here is that I'm not, we're also obviously using um, Huawei's operating system here. This is technically not like a standard build of Android. Uh, and one of the biggest things that I noticed and I'm really appreciating right now is the new notification panel here. Let me see, can we get this to focus? Nope, we're going to have to go over. So the notification panel here is a little bit very much reminiscent to how we see it on Xiaomi devices. If I swipe on the left, I get notification and it doesn't swipe like Xiaomi devices. But if I swipe down again from the right, I get kind of like a control center. I like the Wi-Fi configuration, Bluetooth, the media player is always there. And then, of course, we have your toggles here that are kind of expandable. And of course, adding device plus. Uh, it does come preloaded with certain applications, but as you can see, I was able to download some of my favorite. I've been using Pedal Search, which seriously is by far one of the easiest ways to sideload. They've they perfected the process of sideloading applications on Android in, in a crazy, crazy way. Uh, so we have Game Center here, App Gallery on the left. This is uh, it's supposed to aggregate with their own. So here it is, the Assistant today. It's going to give it up a little bit. Uh, I thought I already. Oh, uh, that's right. We did. We did run a bank. There was a couple of updates that got pushed out to this. So you'll notice right there, weather information, and then of course, uh, would you like to say inform? Yeah, let's just say that, and then we'll say skip. So here, yeah, overall experience, uh, I did have to set it up for the UK. This is not set up for the US. So just something to keep in mind. Uh, but overall, when I'm looking at it, I mean, as far as, you know, again, the design that came about from the beginning, from the P30 to the P50, is a very different design. Even the P, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the P40 kind of was more of a boxed uh, experience, but now it's pretty much just this. Sorry about the, the dust and the fingerprints, but yeah, it's it's been one of those devices that you definitely want to get a chance to play with. Um, so Greg, we're still waiting on that one. Oh, Lonnie's saying, uh, nice budget phone from Red uh, for Redmi Note 11. It, absolutely. I think it's it's nice to see flagships. It's nice to see devices that are intended to obviously be the best performers on the market. This is intended to be a flagship. And I know most of us will probably be like, well, wait a minute, this is running the 888. This is not running the latest and greatest. Realistically, the 888 is no slouch. The 8 Gen 1 is an improvement over the 888, but if anybody considers to buy, buy a device with the 888, they're not going to jump in and say, look, I'm just going to sell it again and buy the 8 Gen 1. The improvements between the two processors will be noticeable, but very, I would say, very small by comparison to what you'd normally go if you went from an 855, 865 to the 8 Gen 1. So you always want to keep that in mind. So I, this is why I feel like it still is a, a flagship processor and realistically having them on uh, and utilizing the uh, Snapdragon processors at this point makes it a little bit nice for us to be able to be more compatible. Uh, Gcam is more, more compatible with Qualcomm processors. It's e easier to kind of just go through and, and do more customizations there. Um, uh, TK, <laughs> blink twice if you have the S22 Ultra in the house already. Ah, oh, man, I'm <laughs> as much as I'd love to be able to blink twice. I'll say this. I'm a little bit conflicted with the S22 Ultra series that's going on right now. Um, we know that the announcement or the unpacked event is set for the 9th. Um, we had that little bit of a teaser getting actually if, if people want to be able to sign up, they'll get like a $50 bonus. That was something that I feel like kind of for people that are going to get a, a Samsung or an S20 series or even a, a Tab 8 or Tab S8 because that was the other announcement that we're going to see. It's something that to actually be interesting to see what people consider. For me, and, and Juan and I were talking about that on Thursday, I'm an S series fan. Okay, I'll be I'll be I'll be very honest. I I like the notes. I've used note devices for many many years, but I typically will carry the note just as long as the S series comes in, and I typically stick with the S series longer. Uh, I mean, the S22 Ultra is again here in the house, and I'm 
I'm worried that with them changing the Ultra to a Note, but still calling it an S, it's confusing for, for consumers. For Note buyers, obviously, this is they're rejoicing. This is the Note that they missed out on the end of 2021. But the reality is for S-Series, I feel like we're going to be missing out. I feel like the S-Series fans, that the people that don't want necessarily an S-Pen, they don't necessarily want uh, that functionality or the sharp curved, uh, the sharp edges of what the phone device typically looks like. Notes are typically more rectangular uh, and sharper on the edges, where S-Series are typically rounder and you, you don't necessarily have the S-Pen. You have a, typically a slightly larger battery. You have obviously faster charging and so on. So for me... I'm feeling like I'm going to be missing out. So as much as I'd love to be able to say the S22 Ultra is, is the device, I'm a little bit conflicted as I typically don't use the Note all the time. I like reviewing the Note. I like living with the Note for a certain, certain amount of time. I'm actually becoming more accustomed to this type of multitasking. Multitasking with dual screens for me makes more sense. Now, I'm not trying to say that this is a better tool or a better phone than the S22 Ultra. Absolutely not. The S22 is, is obviously going to be showcasing what Samsung's going to be laying out for 2022, right? The camera sensors, the camera stack, the software, everything that for, for the most part, somebody buying a Samsung device for 2022, the, the S22 Ultra is going to be, well, it's going to showcase the best of what it's going to offer. Is it going to be the best seller? Probably not. Um, is it really going to be what everybody's going to be going for? I think it's what people ask, they'll aspire for. They'll want to get that phone but may end up going with the S22 or the S22 Plus. So we have to kind of like see what they offer. I'm not going to lie. I am more than likely going to be picking up the S22 Ultra because I want to see what the new, uh, what is Samsung's new device for 2022. Obviously, I'd love to be able to review it. But when I'm looking at it from 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 an S-Series fan, I feel like this is the, this is the unpack that where S-Series fans are going to be like, what just happened? Like I was here to buy the S22 Ultra because it's going to be an upgrade from my S21 Ultra. And now it feels like the S21, S22 Ultra is really the Note 21 Ultra that didn't come out in 2021. So we'll have to see. Uh, but no, uh, I'll be honest. <laughs> so, okay, E loves the S Pen. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I like the S Pen and I love the fact that they disconnected the S Pen from the Note. I can use an S Pen with this. I have no problem using an S Pen on this when I need it. And if I don't need it, I put that away and I still have all of the benefits of what the S22, S21 Ultra is offering me. And I think that's why I'm enjoying this a little bit more. And I wouldn't have minded them going on with an S22 Ultra doing the exact same situation. Allow me to carry the S Pen if I want to. And if I don't want it, I can just carry it as an S series. Make that functionality uh, something I can control. The pens for the S, uh, the S pens on them are not super large. I mean, the S Pen Pro obviously is, uh, but that one's with Juan. I let him borrow that one with uh, the, uh, the the Z Fold 3. But the S Pen there is very easy. There are cases you can even keep this in your backpack and whatever. You don't have to carry it on you all the time. And I think that's, for me, the solution that I am appreciating more. But with all the leaks and everything coming up, I feel like I'm going to be the one left out because I'm going to end up having to go straight to a note to be able to get that functionality uh, for at least 2022. Okay, let's go back. Okay, so E says, I disagree. The S Pen disconnected felt like a, uh, this, this. <laughs> yes, you had the choice to not use it if you didn't want it. Again, there's nothing wrong with the S Pen being um, built in if you, that's what you, what you want. What I was worried about mostly with when I look at the Note and when I look at the S series, typically what happens is the S series has slightly bigger battery. It has uh, basically 
as far as the ergonomics, like I said, just that's how it typically felt. In the S20 series, we had the SE card and so on. They carry that over to the Note 20 uh, series. But the Note 20 Ultra is seriously, to this day, still the best Note that Samsung has made. It still has SD card. It still has MST support. I mean, it didn't have an S uh, an, um, headphone jack. But then when we get to what we get in S20 in, in, this, in this year, people that like the S series are going to feel that they're losing out by going to a note because they could have gone for the note in the past and that was always a choice you could have gone for the note or the s but that's what i'm feeling uh it's it's not this, that i don't feel like the s pen is functional it's more about what people liked from samsung like some people like the a series some people like the s the z series and the note series and every year at the beginning of the year typically the s series is the one that people are going for and the s20 and the s20 plus which will be an incremental update are not going to hold a candle to what the s22 ultra is going to perform to and i feel like this is what's going to be again what we had last year do we have that choice and do we have the opportunity so i'm hoping samsung surprises everybody and they'll have an s22 ultra with a note with a pen and one without and it'll be like a note and an s but i don't know i don't know if i, I would be like it would be enough for me to basically feel excited as uh, to get a new a new S series. Like again, it, there's nothing wrong with the S Pen. Uh, my wife loves her Note, and I feel like that fits perfectly for her. And I love the fact that I can use the pen when I need it, and then I can put it away. I have it on my Tab S7 Plus, um, on the Z Fold 3, on the S22, uh, S21 Ultra. All of those have S Pens, and I love the fact that they're not built in. Uh, I, I love the. I would have appreciated the ergonomics to be a little bit better and maybe better connection, as you're saying. Uh, but that could be an incremental and generational upgrade that we see. Um, <laughs> pandemic bro, kicking it with us here. Uh, oh my god. Uh, yeah, I, I. <laughs> okay, so um, the fan, the uh, the fan, the fan, <laughs> the fan guy. Do me a favor, if you don't mind, please stop uh, spamming the uh, the actual show. Uh, but I appreciate that. Okay, uh, so. <laughs> Okay, I love it. Um, I, I disagree. I think the S21 Ultra was training grounds for uh, to help the S users uh, adapt to also appearing on Note users and back home. I think that was a, it was a it was a great. I mean, yes, it, it was. 20, S20, 2021 was the year of Samsung allowing us to not depend on the Note series for the S Pen. And they've succeeded. And I think those are something that we've wanted from Samsung for quite some time, Want, you know, as, and support from other devices than just a Note. And I think that's what I'm actually kind of leaning towards. Um, e. It's not the fact that I feel like the S Pen that they introduced last year was not a good solution. It's more about getting people comfortable on not needing an S Pen inside of the phone. And what they did this year is the absolute opposite of that. They took a phone that typically doesn't have an S Pen, that last year they gave it compatibility for the S Pen, now has it built in and it looks very much like a note so it's it's more about i think it's change change takes time obviously to take effect uh, and what we get here is an experience of how will the s users adapt to the note series being that this is the only option that they have to, uh, to upgrade for more than likely we're not going to see a second release at the end of the year we have to kind of figure out how would people adapt does that make it so that sales will go up does it mean that the S series and the Note series, uh, you know, fans are going to combine together and buy in, in that force that they typically would have bought? Or does that mean that people are going to feel like, well, that's not my kind of phone. I'm probably going to go with the S series, like the S22 and the S22 Plus. I think those are more about what I was feeling like. Is that is that the transition that they're trying to get us to go with? Or are they trying to basically help people more buy more standard S series as opposed to going up for the Ultra? But we'll see. We'll see how that kind of goes. Uh, okay. 
we're going to have to put somebody a little bit of a time time out in this one appease yeah no i I, i'm with you i'm with you i uh it is it is it's it's more about it is it's a very very interesting approach samsung had two distinctive products very unique products that had some similarities between each other but we always knew that in in at least when the note was a continuous product coming up year over year the note was always a slight upgrade over the s series it's the professional it's the pro users version of what the s series is supposed to be the s is supposed to be for everybody super device very nice and works really good but the note always took what the s offered us and then gave us more the note 20 pro the note 20 ultra gave that gave us that experience and we felt the same thing the s20 and the note 20 did the same experience last year I don't know if Samsung knew it early enough in the year that they weren't going to be releasing a Note, and that's why they gave us an S Pen on the S21 Ultra. But the reality, I think it was a great opportunity. It, it gave Ultra users or Note users a way for them to have multiple options. They have the Z Fold 3 if they want to be able to use a foldable with a pen. They have a Tab S7 Plus if they want to use a, a tablet with a pen as well, which we've seen before. And of course, the S21 Ultra, which I appreciate that feature. I think that's a great feature to add because it makes it so that you are able to be more productive in a professional manner without having to wait for the note at the end of the year. So we'll have to see how it, how it transitions. I think at the end, what I'm looking for is um, a solution, a price point, and an option, you know, configuration option that works for everybody and maybe incorporating some features that we haven't had in the past and bringing them back. I really would love to be able to see... There's no reason why Huawei still puts memory card support on their phones. And there's no reason why, uh, sorry, kind of had to bring it out here, but here with the uh, Sony still able to put memory card support on their devices and give us the ability of actually having an SD card as well as a headphone jack on a smartphone. Sorry, I kind of had to put it back in that case. Um, I was starting to feel like I was getting it, uh, this, you know, dirty on that side, but um, I, I want to see more. I want to see Samsung doubling down and, and going for further in new technologies and improving the experience. Since the S20 Ultra, I feel like we've been either losing features and maybe getting optimizations on the camera. This is the year for them to come back big. So it, I'm, that's why I'm like I said, I'm, I'm a little bit confused. I don't have it, but I'm definitely going to be looking into it and I'm, my wallet will definitely feel the pain there. <laughs> we'll have to see. Um, uh, yes, uh, <laughs> it's it's a little bit frustrating when we have somebody spamming the, uh, the chat, but I appreciate everybody hanging out with us here. Um, I think I'm fine with both as long as they don't comp uh, compromise each other, and I'm fine with having uh, a built-in S Pen. I don't, I'm not disagreeing with the S Pen. I'm, uh, so on, on Russ's point there, I'm not disagreeing with the S Pen being a good function. I don't disagree with the fact that the Note, well, the S22 Ultra, having an S Pen is a great feature. I'm just saying is what they've done is they're, they're, they're pitching this as breaking the rules. The rules were made by them and set by them. We have the Note series. We have the S series. Those are two smart devices that they offered. And it featured, it had features for specific users. And those users typically don't kind of correlate too much. If you wanted an S Pen built in, Note users typically wait till the Note gets released and that's when they buy it. And what Samsung's trying to do is being that they didn't have a note last year and they're probably not going to have another note this year they wanted to combine the experience and now they're basically putting the s pen into the s series and making the s series more of a note i feel like again it's more of just it's an adjustment we need to kind of you know get get used to that part for me i prefer the s pen being separate 
I, I prefer that if I need an S Pen, I can use it. And if I don't need the S Pen, I don't want to have a case that has uh, basically, uh, I guess, I prefer to keep it with me when I need it. And I think it's more of a personal use. And I think that's what the main thing is. And it's, it's about choices and what we can do and what we can't, what do we don't want to do. Um, again, hopefully we'll see how it kind of, it kind of comes out. But I, my goal is to uh, at least, you know, we'll wait. The, the ninth is right around the corner. We have leaks uh, of how the device looks like, the colors and so on. Um, I'm not going to deny. I'll probably be going with the green one. That looks really, really good. Uh, so here, uh, Jimmy Fire Dragon is asking, TK, what did you think of the S22 uh, teaser? And if I'm not mistaken, hold on, let's see real quick here. Uh, share uh, video file. Let's see, do we have it right here? Okay, let's do this real quick. So here, this is the S22 series uh, teaser. This was the one that pushed out a couple of weeks, uh, like about a week or so ago. And what you're seeing here essentially is breaking all the rules, combining two phones, and we are looking at here it, it's a squared version of the two versions they're combining the s series with the note series and that's going to be the phone that we're looking at and ready to break the rules and of course you can go and reserve uh the <laughs> the video uh, reserve your uh, reserve your device if you want and, and save 50 bucks i think the teaser is kind of feeding us what we were expecting it, the note series is taking into becoming more of a pro, you know the prominent now don't get me wrong if you're looking at them from a, a specification uh, kind of just pure paper kind of an experience the note is always going to be better than the s it was always built to be the better version of the s so it makes perfect sense for samsung to basically say look we're going to give you the best version of the two devices that we're selling and that's why we're getting the note so i'm not backtracking i'm more into i understand the rationale behind it <coughs> sorry about that But it was more about, it's it's more about, again, the choice. We do not have that choice of picking an S22 Ultra that is more like the S21 Ultra, but upgraded to picking a Note, uh, a Note 22 Ultra that will feel like it's the best Note in a couple of years. So again, I'm not harping on it. I, I do want to make, uh, make, make, make it clear. Um, I'm a fan of an S series that is looking at the upgrading because I do, that's what I typically do. Uh, Samsung devices for me have always been a purchase. I always buy my devices. So more than likely I'm turning in my S21 Ultra to get an S22 Ultra. So for me, it's always about what which device it sticks with me, which device that I do I carry the longest. And I weirdly now feel like, I, although I may like the S22 Ultra, I, it's hard, it's too early to make a judgment on it. I don't know if this is something that I'd be able to keep my SIM card in for quite some time. Uh, again, this, I, I keep going in and out of the S22, uh, S21 Ultra uh, throughout the year it, because of how it performs. I don't disagree with the fact that this is a great phone, a great camera sensor, uh, camera stack in the back. I've always had a concern more about some of the things that I wanted on this that were taken out. The SD card, the MSD support, I think those are the biggest things that I kind of harped on at the beginning of the year. But as time went on, realistically, I, I don't use Samsung Pay anymore. That is something I stopped using at the end at the release of the S21 Ultra. Sadly, MSD support was the biggest thing. And weird enough, my wife still uses uh, Samsung Pay with MST right now on the Note 20 Ultra. And I think it makes perfect sense to say that still the Note 20 Ultra is one of the best notes that are, have been released and literally the last note that was released. But, uh, okay, so uh, for everybody in there, I think Aditya, once Aditya joins us, I think, because I'm not on the, because uh, I'm using StreamYard, I don't have a way of seeing uh, the chat specifically, but let's see here. Uh, let me see if I can jump in real quick to 
YouTube. I may be able to do it from my end, uh, but I need to I need to be able to switch. Uh, da, da, da. Here, we're gonna turn to Android Bay. Can we switch? Yes, so we're gonna, oh, okay, now that's not what is, that's not what I was trying to do. Okay, so it's not working on my end, but I think it's, uh, if a DTR or Matt jumps in in the, in the chat, I'm sure he'll be able to help us out real quick. Okay, uh, let me jump in real quick. I think I wanna jump in uh, the comments. Uh, hello everyone. Sorry, can't, can't stay very busy. Purely Pixel Gaming. Oh, Matt. Okay, so guys, everybody, just for for a heads up, uh, Purely Pixel, uh, purely, uh, sorry, purposely uh, gaming is Matt. Uh, he, this is the one of the new accounts he's working on in there. So hope you're doing well, man. Um, okay, so gangs, uh, tech nerd, sanest. Um, <laughs> hey, come on, TK. Um, I've been using the Galaxy Z Fold 3 with an S Pen, uh, with S Pen support. We can uh, we can surely agree that it never comes uh, comes close to the Note series. Uh, redesigning the S Pen uh, to adapt to flimsy display is an R and D waste of time, in my opinion. Absolutely, there's never a comparison of where the S Pen functionality. This is why I wasn't saying I relied on the on the Fold S Pen. There's a big difference in what the Fold approach to S Pen was doing. Because even in that design, it made no sense to me why they didn't give the S Pen functionality to the external display, which would have been the smart thing to do. You want to work on it as a business phone, as a phone that works more like a Note, you give it to the display that's on the outside as opposed to giving us an entirely new S Pen to buy. There is a whole concern or conversation changes around how the S Pen was implemented on the Fold. I don't really look at it as there. I'm talking specifically about the S Pen working on the ZS21 Ultra. The way it works on here, it looks and works the closest to the Note without having it built in. The connectivity issue aside, again, if you have the S Pen Pro, depending on the original S Pen, those things are going to be a little bit different. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. I did not. I don't think the the Z Fold 3 was the reason people are not going to want to buy a Note. Absolutely not. It was released, the feature was added, um, and I feel like at the end of the day, most people did not care about the S Pen on a Z Fold, although if they wanted it, they had to purchase a very expensive $100 S Pen, um, and, or obviously use the one that only worked on it. But for me, it's a solution, right? It's more about what people appreciate. People that like the Note will love the S22 Ultra. People that like the S series are going to be a little bit of a, there's going to be that transition time. They may still go for it, and then they'll get used to it. I'm just saying... At that initial purchase, those usually skipped the note. They always waited for the S series a few months later. That was what I was kind of confirming. But I, I'm with you. The The approach of uh, pen writing on foldable technology is an experiment at best. And we are the testers. We are the beta testers spending our money on the, on those type of devices. So it's always going to be interesting to see how that goes. Um, Sebastian Lobos is saying, is, I'm sad that the note uh, is, is gone. Um, as it was never available when I was able to uh, upgrade to the new phone, but maybe I might get the S23 Ultra or the S24 Ultra if they are uh, if they are going to be like the S22 Ultra anyways. So yeah, it it, it depends on what depending what um, what your needs are for a smartphone. Realistically, an S Pen that's built in will always be better than any other solution from a technical standpoint. Um, and honestly, I'm interested to see. How is Samsung able to give us a 5,000 milliampere battery, a 45 watt chargers, and, a uh, and give us the Note and the S Pen functionality um, all in one combined device without making it too large or too, you know, making it so that it becomes unwieldy in one hand? I mean, obviously, it's going to be a two hand device anyways, but typically the, ne the Note series have always been somewhat smaller on the battery. Ever since the Note 7, which my Note 7 now has a bubble of a battery that I need to basically figure out how to take that out and recycle that battery but keep the phone. Um, 
it's going to be basically here with the you know, S22 Ultra. I'm, I'm not harping on it, and I, it sounds like I am. I'm, I'm more so saying uh, if I like, if, if, if I'm, okay, let's just say this. If I'm a Toyota guy and I love buying Toyotas and all the way from the Supra down to the Corolla, those are the type of cars that I love. Not to say that the cars are not going to be functional and they won't work, uh, but putting me in a place where, let's say, you know, a, a Honda is going to be selling the same car and saying, well, this is just as good. It's not that it's good or bad. It's a, it's a type of car that you're comfortable in what you enjoy. Some people are Honda die, uh, diehard fans. Some people are Toyota diehard fans. And it's something that keep gives you some time. You need to basically time uh, need some time to be able to adapt. And I think that's been mostly what I was trying to shoot for. Okay, so for I, I totally appreciate. So here's a quick thing for everybody in the chat. I do want to mention one thing. Obviously, for somebody that's spamming the chat, um, I don't mind you commenting in the in the chat. It's a conversation with everybody. But the amount of but the way you're spamming the chat just to get your comment up. That's what's concerning us. And jumping into another account doesn't change the conversation. I appreciate your support, but you have to obviously kind of mind the conversation. There are many of us here in the chat, and we're trying to talk with each other. Uh, so just be respectful, and I think that's all I'm asking for you. That's the, big, the, the biggest thing that I want to make sure that you understand. And you went ahead and, and spammed the... Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. So that, that puts that one in the timeout as well. Again, uh, Dominic kicking it with us here. Uh, Sebastian, okay, so we'll come back here. So I think most people are think that the Z Fold 3 isn't a good enough uh, replacement for the Note. Absolutely. There's no question there. Um, it, it works. Uh, it does its job, but it does not come close to the Note line. And I don't think they were trying to. I think they were trying, like E was saying earlier, is to try to get Note users to be comfortable using devices other than the Note with an S Pen. That's what it was. Uh, but the reality at the end of the day, the Z Fold is A, 18, but 18 to $1,900, depending where you are, plus tax, still close to $2,000. Uh, for the S Pen, you need to buy another $80 case or you buy a uh, $100 pen. All in all, it's so far out of, in a very big distance from what the Note series is going to offer us that I don't really think it's a, com uh, it's a competition. And more than likely, again, they know they weren't going to sell as many units on the, S uh, on, the on the Z Fold series for S Pen functionality. The people that wanted the Fold, they wanted the Fold for that reason. So Notes, Note users and Note fans are obviously going to be rejoicing with the S22 Ultra, and I think that's the biggest thing. S series fans are going to have to just adjust and work with what, what we're getting. And I think it's more of an adjustment period, and I think we'll get through it. That was what I'm trying to say at the beginning. The message is, it's not the end of the world. It's more about how that we how do we change with twenty uh, with twenty twenty two with the A Gen one with the obviously the S twenty two Ultra and what Samsung sees as their flagship for this year. So it's always going to be interesting to see there. Er uh, Ibrahim, hey man, Sabah, man, hope you're doing well. Um, I used to I use Google Play everywhere, um, and it's uh, okay uh, reason. So readily available almost everywhere here in the UK as NFC contactless payments, obviously. Um, it's technically everywhere you go, including small shops and even certain markets, uh, etc. It's getting better here in the US. We're not very adapt. We have not adapted NFC payments. We do have uh, Google Pay, Samsung Pay, and of course Apple Pay, and those typically work uh, everywhere. But like again, for different areas, like um, I want to say, I saw one post in the US about one gas station that accepted NFC payment. Most of them are proprietary payments and credit cards. 
Some of them are, are starting to accept the tap to pay, but we're we're still somewhat behind. But I agree, yeah. UK is very big and has accepted adopted NFC for many many years, way way ahead of where we are now. I mean, Google Pay was more functional in the UK, uh, way more functional in the UK a few years ago than it was in the US, and it's something since technically you know Google is a US company, so it's something to appreciate having an ecosystem that's already built in uh, into it there. Uh, Lobos, I yeah. You know exactly, and okay, gangs. For for your comments, both for Sebastian and gangs, uh, keep in mind, I'm with you. I, I'm totally with you. I never really ever considered the note um, in any shape or way threatened by the Z Fold uh, Z Fold three at all. Uh, the note seven, I like that when Gary's like Note Seven's fire uh, in more ways than one. Actually, mine doesn't boot up anymore. That was the other thing. Um, Verizon, the version that I have is a Verizon uh, phone, and it. It received an update or did something over the air. It didn't even actually, it wasn't a full update update, but it was more about the moment you turn on the phone, Verizon had the ability of basically limiting the battery and not only that, um, also shutting it down. So for me, I can't even use the phone. Uh, the battery itself swelling up to me is just a, a, a con the only reason I was even looking at it because I was talking to Juan about it. Um, and now the phone is basically just like a sandwich that just popped up. So I have to remove the battery, get rid of that you know, safely. And of course, I'm just going to put the case back. The Note 7 for me is purely a um it's a memorabilia it's a souvenir it's a basically a collectible that you keep for that point in time of how things were handled with uh, the way samsung handled them at least um oh man let me see here uh gregor also has problem okay i think uh oh a headphone jack and an sd card on the s22 ultra would be uh, would be that uh, would make my make it the phone of the year i'm totally with you i uh, the headphone jack unfortunately i don't see that happening I, although the SD card, I don't see this something that being super, super bad for them. But the reality is with what they showed us last year, the reality is that they want you to buy more of their devices that are at the higher storage capacity. Uh, the pricing that we saw, the difference between the standard and the slightly higher are going to be interesting. So we'll have to see how that kind of goes. But at the end of the, at the, end of the day, it's, don't get me wrong. Internal storage will always be better. It's always going to be faster. I don't disagree there. SD card support helps you have so helps you offload uh, data off your internal storage and it helps you actually buy more of a lower storage capacity phone. So you save money by buying an SD card and upgrading it later if you want to. Uh, but if you end up going obviously with what we're seeing with more companies now, with the exception of Sony and even Huawei, uh, they are more wanting you to pay for their internal storage and not give you the ability of expanding. Uh, so for me, my S22 Ultra, I had to go through and purge a whole bunch of content off of it just to be able to get some storage back. Because believe it or not, I reached the 256 gig, um, almost the 240 uh, with everything that I have on it. And I only shoot in 4K60 on that device, front-facing and the back-facing cameras. And that's what we should be able to do. If you're giving me a camera system that's supposed to be one of the best options on the market, I want to always use it at the best solution. I don't want to use it compromised at 1080 or or whatever. I want to use 4K60, everything that I want, and all the uh, all the goodness in there with the telephoto lenses that we have on there. So I, I appreciate it there. Uh, let me jump back here. Da, da, da. <laughs> here, here, man. Gary, Gary said it best. The entire EU is light years ahead of the US in so many, many ways. Uh, absolutely, especially with adoption for technologies and um, even just if you think about it realistically, uh, the US market for for the most part, like with Sony, they released devices in uh, in Europe and in Asia way before they released them in the US. So the, keep keep that in mind in the in the reference of how companies are changing. Um, the OnePlus 10 Pro, which is what I wanted to talk to you guys about as well this morning, uh, being that there was so many videos dropping of 
people importing a Chinese version of the OnePlus 10 Pro and making video content on it in a weird... It, uh, okay, so I, I do want to say real quick, okay, I'll jump on the OnePlus 10 Pro. I do want to co cover a couple of comments here. Uh, ER is jumping back here. Um, agree, TK. Uh, even even charity organizations that collect donations that have wireless card readers with NFC uh, linked to PayPal. You know, I, I think this is the best solution. Realistically, we have the tech. Uh, even this at $179 has NFC support. This is how much you feel you know companies are understanding the uh, or appreciate the NFC part. And I think those are the things that I think people are going to really value. Does this make my life better? And even at $179, it could still work that in there. Uh, there could be also another concern that end uh, that end users uh, upgrading from the S21 Ultra to the S22 Ultra may con uh, may complain about the S Pen taking up space that could uh, that could have been utilized for more battery. So here are the thing the the leaks that we're seeing here is we're seeing Samsung very very much heavily parking their 5,000 milliampere battery and no more uh, a conversation on the on the series of devices. If they give us the 5,000. Again, in the past, they've said that the, the, the well, the causes, the reason why we didn't get 5,000 milliampere on the Note 20 Ultra was because they needed the S Pen and they wanted to keep the same form factor. So that's one thing. So the way they were able to do it now, obviously, technology changes year over year, and this has been a couple of years since then. But if people are complaining for the 5,000 not having enough battery, I'm, I'm, I mean, that's true, right? I would probably argue it slightly in a different format, saying is you gave me an S Pen, but you didn't, you've been talking all this time saying that you can't give us a headphone jack back. At the end of the day, people will nitpick. I'm even nitpicking in this conversation. I'm not trying to make myself sound like I'm not even the in that concept. But what we want to get is an evolutionary upgrade. We want to feel like what we're getting now is more than what we got in the past. What Samsung's been doing for the last year for S21 Ultra and then the S22 Ultra is they've been basically experimenting and trying to change their approach. They're slowly changing their image of what their devices can do. The S22, the S21 Ultra was literally the note of 2021. That is a statement that could be factually verified because there was no note in, in 2021. So what they did in 2022 is they took away the S Pen or they took away the uh, the S21 Ultra's functionality and they gave us a note. And I feel like that's going to be the solution, which is is a solution for many. Uh, it may not be everybody's cup of tea at the at the beginning, but it is going to be the best that Samsung has to offer. If you want to go Samsung, then those are the choices. If you decide to venture and go other brands, you do have Xiaomi, and obviously we do have we know about the Xiaomi devices that are coming up. Uh, we know obviously uh, you know the P50 Pro is going to be a, comp a competitor. The the Google Play services is a conversation that I feel like is it's part of the conversation, but you have to keep in mind this could still work in many parts of the world where Google services are not necessarily the only way for them to use them. More and more companies are supporting and jumping on with uh, pedal search and supporting Huawei devices for their, for their apps. So it's not a question of, does it work? It does work in certain parts. So for that reason, this is why I'm competing. I'm keeping it in here, but you have like devices like the Vivo, the Oppo, uh, the Oppo, like the brand new one coming up, the Find X5 Pro, the Find X5. Yeah, that's actually what it is. Um, those are going to give us a little bit more options if you want to consider looking at other devices than Samsung um, on the Android side. I just I want to make sure that we're all very understanding that Samsung is a great choice, but it's not the only choice. And that's what that's what our job. Is. I mean, you know, myself, Ian, some of the and all the other reviewers is we're trying to give you guys the 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 point of view and the perspective of look, this is a solution. This is a solution that this company is putting out and this is what it can do. You as a consumer should be able to make and dist uh, distinguish what features you feel like make, well, make the sense, makes, make, make sense for you or make sense for your wallet, I guess, at the end of the day.
Oh man. Loving it, loving it, loving it. Sabah, everybody, and welcome back. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. Um, TK, did you ever use the Infinix X Pro um, just at around $300? I did. I did. I did try it actually, the Infinix X Pro. Uh, the only thing that I, my, um, it didn't work in the US, I wasn't able to use it fully, like uh, by carrying it and getting data with it. But the overall price point actually was very nice. Bang for the buck, design's definitely on point. Infinix really knows how to make stunning uh, devices that look stunning. Um, and I think those are the biggest things uh, on that end. Um, it's more about just what you're getting for how much you're paying for. And Infinix has always been known as a budget-friendly pr uh, price point. Uh, my only thing, again, like I said, for me, I think the device that I had was either intended for, it just wasn't intended for the US market because on T-Mobile, I could not get a connection. AT&T, I barely got like HSPA. Uh, and that was uh, only because AT&T supports slightly different bands. So good device definitely recommended if you're in a market where this device works and you should definitely look into that of course uh is it <laughs> it's tough uh to give up the basic features like sd cards and headphone jack i agree it's a pain it, it's just again what we use and what we appreciate now for me i've been able to solve the problem of the headphone jack with built well not built in but like usb decks these are easy small enough and they're very functional and allows me to use the type of tech that i want and be able to get the music quality that i want out of my devices so those things make make life easier sd cards we still don't have a solution we still don't have a company that's tried to try to, to put an sd card option inside of a case that gives us the functionality of what we used to get and now we would still be able to like i said um, zero lemon made great cases and they always had the ability of keeping the connection to the bottom of the phone connected so the usb um, c connected to the phone is always in and when you're charging your phone you're charging it through the case's usb c connection this for me as far as a functional thing all it needs is some circuitry for the sd card adding it in there as in it making it run um like a small otg adapter that's literally all you they need to do just take out the, the housing put that in there make it make it work and still make the, the thermals and a processor and obviously they have to have a little bit of a small controller in there but overall this could solve the sd card concern for many companies and Zero Lemon can absolutely make bank on this. They could bring back the SD card to any device that they support easily. Uh, but we haven't seen things like that. Those are things that I'm still working on. I'm trying to see how things come up like that. Uh, TK, I'm using the S20. Sorry, this is Dominic jumping in with us. I'm using the S21 Plus and as my daily driver, it um, really annoys me. We don't, we, sorry, when I don't have the, the headphone jack, I'm thinking of buying a headphone amp. And those are things that we need to consider. I think literally uh, like the uh, the Bolt, the Helm Bolt is definitely, or the, uh, you know, the Onyx, those are going to be great options. Uh, and realistically, this is what we should do. Buy them with your headphones and keep them connected to your headphones. And every time you want to switch from your PC, your phone, whatever, plug it in and you're always going to be set up there. Uh, and I think that's the best solution we have at this point. We have to use what third-party companies are offering. But I feel like, again, the headphone jack has had more attention on it and more solutions fixing the concern, the issues that we had when, when we lost them. And the SD card just doesn't, it's not getting any love. No company's trying to approach and fixing it. And I don't know if it's a limitation of size, functionality, or even just pricing or so on. But at the end of the day, I think we need to just make our voices heard. We want an SD card back. We think the SD card is still functional in this day and age in 2022. It just makes sense for storage. It doesn't make sense for main storage. It makes sense for backup storage on our phones. 
And people that are finally upgrading from, let's say, the S10 series on Samsung or even other generations that had SD card support, now they're having to go buy a more expensive phone because you have to buy the higher storage to transfer all your content or basically not transfer your content and you know run it with what you have. Um, the um, the Pixel 6 Pro for me, I would have loved to get the 256 model for that, mostly because the 128 I felt like was limiting in what I could do with it. Uh, but I've found a nice compromise and I've been, been able to make it work and it works for me. But again, those are the things that we appreciate about the SD card. I, I'm totally with you there. Oh, sorry here. Uh, TK, I agree with you. Uh, but if the S22 is going to come with the Qualcomm 8 Gen 1, which is being manufactured by Samsung, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the inherent chip issues will dramatically reduce the screen on time. Oh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a different conversation. That's a different beast of a conversation. Um, from what I, from what we know, and what could be potentially coming up at this point, look, the reality is this: the S, the A Gen One is a, is more power hungry than what we've seen in the past. It has to be managed correctly. More than likely, and this is you can probably quote me on this: Samsung out of the box is going to be throttling the A Gen One, and they're not going to talk about the A throttle, uh, the A Gen One being throttled. And that's that performance tab that they have. They typically turn off by default. This is no different than what uh, Oppo is doing it, what OnePlus is doing now that they've started to be more in, in line with Oppo uh, software uh, uh, methodology. Um, and at the end of the day, it's going to throttle the experience, but still give you a decent experience. I'm, what I'm trying to say is the Agent 1 is way more powerful than most people's requirements are going to be. And for those specific situations where you do need it to be literally the Lamborghini that it is, run as hot and whatever you need it to do, you have the ability of turn on uh, enhanced processing and that turns on everything. Uh, but the reality, yeah, no, there's going to be concerns. That is a very different conversation. Does it S22 Ultra mean that it will have better, uh, you know, screen on time? We don't, that, that, that is such an interesting approach. Uh, but I feel like Samsung will try the best that they can to give you different experiences. So the refresh rate is going to be one of them. The display technology is going to be one of them. Obviously, if you're using it at QK or at QHD or if you're using it at 1080p. And of course, last but not least, is also how the processor is managed. How is the thermals going to be? How are they managing the temperatures on there? Qualcomm's specific comment was, we provided all of the manufacturers the requirements on how to manage the 8 Gen 1. So it is down to the OEMs, not to Qualcomm to make this experience better. Because the Qualcomm's expectation is they know how to manage it and they told everybody how to manage it. How is it going to be performing? This is going to be something that we have to check out. Oh, man. People, I have to leave sadly. I hope you guys have a great, have a great week. Definitely, man. Have a good weekend. Uh, take care, man. Appreciate you hanging out with us as well. Um, and that means even a 5,000 milliampere battery we won't be enough. Absolutely. I think going bigger on the battery, going faster on the charging only means that they may be potentially thinking that it's going to be running out faster. So therefore, charging faster, giving you a bigger battery could help offset some of those concerns. What we are going to see is a, an approach of what Samsung is going to give us for solution for solving the issue of temperature and performance. There are certain things that they've done in the past, and they're absolutely going to do that again. Out of the box, most Samsung devices, and you can quote me on this, and you can, I, have the, I have the content, the videos that I've created over the years can show you. The display, even though it's a QHD resolution display, is set to 1080p. The, the processor is throttled, and it's not running at a full potential, because that's how they have. Enhanced processing is typically turned off. Um, so, And then, of course, the refresh rate is set to 60 hertz, as opposed to to be 120 hertz out of the box, because to them... And if you don't know any better, if you're, a, if you're a user and you don't know any better, you just open up the S22 Ultra or whatever, and you just set up your account and you start using it, you don't know any better. 
because it doesn't come up with part of the setup. It doesn't come up in the configuration it says, hey, did you want to change the screen resolution? Do you want to run it at 120? All of those don't show up at, at Techies as everybody hanging out with us here in the chat. I know you guys would know that. But those are things that are going to be coming up. So Samsung will more than likely stick to those um, to these factors, and it's when people start changing them, and those are going to be very small pe uh, a number of people that know enough to change. Some people seriously will buy the S22 Ultra and not change a thing other than installing their apps and start using it. And the reality is they won't know any difference. And more than likely, their experience is going to be different than most of us that are trying to use the phone to the full potential, or at least running it with some of those unique features. I mean. 120 hertz refresh rate heck 90 hertz refresh rate is a great experience changer when it comes to a smartphone this device 179 90 hertz refresh rate on an oled panel a 6.4 inch OLED panel this crazy things but anyways 90 hertz is about 50 percent improvement over what you're typically used on a mo on most stand standard smartphones and we're starting to see now that 90 hertz is becoming more of the standard now as opposed to what we've seen others and when you start seeing it as a feature on budget phones then you know it's the standard right uh pixels are jumping on the 120 last year we had it at the 90 frames uh, again all of those things are going to be appreciated uh but i'm worried i'm worried about how things are going to perform with the agen one especially on the qualcomm now the exynos 2200 is also going to be something that people are going to be looking into that's going to be covering certain markets outside of the us unfortunately i don't have access to exynos i i don't have a, a good source to be able to pick up an exynos without paying a hefty fee but I will say this, uh, if I'm able, if I'm ever in the UK or anywhere in the in Europe where I'm able to pick up maybe let's say a an Exynos later in the year when it's used, a slightly cheaper price, I may pick one up just to see how it performs. But at this point, I think I'm gonna focus more about what's capable, what what's gonna be coming up in the on the 9th of February, which more than likely will be releasing by the end of February, anyways. Uh, Sebastian is jumping in. I wonder if uh, I wonder if Samsung's Exynos processor will hold up this year compared to previous years. Sorry for the subject change from SD cards and replacement cases. Uh, it should be it should be an interesting conversation. I think the approach to Exynos, to Exynos 22 and AMD's involvement in here is going to be a different a game changer at least from what Samsung's trying to do. Um, early numbers and early leaks are, are a little bit mixed. Some of them say that there's going to be better in the GPU department. Some of them obviously saying that the CPU is not going to be performing as well. But in theory, they're still based on the same architecture. It's not like we're talking about a very different ARM architecture um, between even the 8 Gen 1 or the Dimensity 9000. But what I'm looking at is performance to power consumption to uh, longevity of you know basically how how long can you play with it before it starts throttling itself and things start kind of breaking down we don't ever want a situation where it kind of went with one plus earlier this year last year where they started to throttle things without telling people you know now when they went with oppo at least they gave us the approach of saying look you want to run it at full power turn on the uh enhanced pro uh, not enhanced processing i think oppo devices has it differently um i think it's called performance mode so let me just do this real quick here so the Find N, by the way, is also one of their best devices that you uh, you can definitely pick up. So here, under Battery and under Advanced Settings, and yeah, High Performance Mode. Sorry, it's 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 their function of. Let me see. Can we get it? Can we? No, we're not gonna get it. So here, you can see it right there. High Performance Mode enables you to run the device and full potential. So this gives you the ability of running, let's say, an 888 and 8 Gen 1 to its full potential. Samsung does it in a different way. Let's see here. Where is it? Enhanced processing. Oh, here. So Samsung does oh processing speed. Sorry, my mistake. In the notification panel, I added this little toggle right there. This toggle, if you don't turn it on, your phone runs in a throttled mode. 
pressing it on this little bu uh, button right there. Now my phone runs at the full potential of the 888, uh, but it uses more power. If I run it, this is something you want to keep in mind. Do you want that? So we'll, we'll have to see how that kind of goes. And um, we'll see again how Samsung's approach to this. This is not right there. It did to this approach uh, with the, at least the uh, dimensity. It's not the dimensity. The Exynos 2200. Um, uh, Mr. Pass. Okay, so here Mr. Pass says, uh, it isn't a big push for the SD card because of cloud storage, which is true. Uh, most people are being uh, pushed into cloud storage and third-party manufacturers. No, no, it is absolutely uh, the, the biggest thing. For me, um, also the only reason I'm still using my Galaxy Watch 3 front. Oh my God, the last galaxy watch to have mst and i traded it in mostly because i just so i would have been totally fine had they kept mst support on their watches and skipped it on their phones don't get me wrong absolutely fine because i feel like the watch is more of a personal thing you typically tend to transfer your watch from one phone to the other and not the other way around you know typically you know what i mean like you don't typically just keep switching phones and hoping for the watches uh, to keep the service so um, I'm with you. Yeah, no, no, for, for sure. Uh, it's something to keep in mind there. Uh, TK, Tuni, uh, sorry, TK. Um, Sony's, uh, Sony's been doing this for, for years. Their 4K phones run 1080p most of the time. 4K is only enabled in videos. I agree. And that's the biggest uh, solution that you have in there. It's that whole management of performance to power. Is this something that you want to be able to run all the time? Is this something you want to run it temporarily? And those are the things you want to be able to, uh, to run. Don't get me wrong work with us and let us have the features. Sony's been doing it right. They're focusing heavily on camera. They're focusing heavily on the user experience for content consumption and creation that they've literally created their own little niche market inside of everything else in the market. You want a 4K panel device, Sony's the only game in mar uh, right now. And no other company is even trying to come close to it. Um, and when people start reviewing and comparing Sony devices, they really glance over that it's a 4K panel. It's a 4K panel in your hand. It has stereo speakers, a quad, uh, I think, a, a quad, uh, sorry, uh, a, a DAC supported headphone jack, expandable storage, water resistance, a triple camera, and now even a quad camera setup on the back. Technically, three cameras with four different focal lengths on the uh, Xperia 1 Mark III. And those are big things. Even the Pro Eye jumping in, I mean, with the one inch sensor, although not necessarily using the full inch one inch sensor, but again, f jumping into different experiences, having a 50 millimeter uh, focal length lens, as well as a 24 and a 16 on the pro eye is a big change. It's a big thing that people need to appreciate. And I'll, and I'll, 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 I'll do this. Uh, and I'll talk a little bit more about this during the week. But let's just say, let's just say it is it is absolutely crazy fun. Okay, here you go, Sony. Come on. Super, super crazy super fun to be able to do this and and this is absolutely crazy the ability of just jumping here let's jump back here jump back there and i'm gonna jump in here and so we're gonna uh, oh sorry sorry it would be nice if i turned it on would it not it is this my friend okay here let's do let's do this can you do can you focus sony ah okay sony doesn't want to focus but yeah so you guys could see yourself we're using the media kit Absolutely. But this is how Sony does it. Sony does it right. Um, and they're focusing heavy on it. They're, they're really doubling down, tripling down on their experience. Larger storage capacities, better phones, pricing that is competitive in, in the aspect of what they're offering. So for me, I always look, look great. Uh, oh, I not look great. I always look forward to what Sony is offering as well. Let me see here. 1031. Oh, I'm okay. I'm not that far. 
Jimmy jumping in there. Uh, Javier uh, Hidalgo. Uh, hopefully, I'm saying it. Yeah, Hidalgo. Um, I kind of have. I kind of have to laugh because uh, my friend. Um, I just bought the iPhone 13 Pro. <laughs> <laughs> as a Galaxy Watch 4, uh, and I warned uh, warned her uh, th not that it wouldn't work. The app on the app uh, on the Apple device obviously uh, doesn't work with the uh, with the four, but it does work with the three. So the uh, the uh, the, um, the the Apple Watch, sorry, the uh, Sam the Samsung Galaxy Watch 4 is running Android uh, Wear OS, right? So it changed. So I'm not sure if it's supposed to run straight with that one, but it's supposed to at some point have a compatibility. It's it's a very it's it's an interesting thing. Smartwatches are a very personal experience and I, I understand why somebody would love to be able to use the Galaxy Watch 4. I think the Watch 4 has done a, a great move for users and improvement and will help the ecosystem um, even more. We're right now in somewhat of a limbo land where we're not seeing Wear OS 3.0 because of some kind of an agreement between Samsung and Google on any other device other than the Wear and uh, other, other than the Galaxy Watch 4. Once that timeline expires and other devices like here, like the TicWatch 3 Pro Ultra or the TicWatch 3 Pro from 2021 start getting Wear OS 3.0 and other companies like Garmin or so on, we're going to see a much bigger adoption and improvement because of what Samsung was able to do and revert back to Wear OS. Having Tizen, Wear OS and other ecosystems running at the same time, all that did was create so much... Uh, proliferation, uh, not proliferation, uh, but more like a breakdown and different ecosystem that developers have to work on. It's easier for them to work on it and, and give us better experiences. So I'm with you there. It's it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. <laughs> Sebastian Lofen, Sony far are enthusiastic enthusiastic phones. No one cares for those types of phones. Oh my God, Sebastian, you're killing me. You know what? I, I look at it as this. Um, I like Dragon Ball. Not everybody likes Dragon Ball, but that's how the world is, right? You don't have to like everything out there. You like what you like. Uh, what companies are trying to do is provide a, an experience and what they feel like is the right solution. Samsung's doing it. Apple's doing it. Xiaomi, OnePlus, every company is doing that. They're putting together a recipe, a combination of features and device hardware uh, that they feel like will strike a chord with you as a consumer. Now, it's not going to work at everybody's level, but at the end of the day, you may be a fan of Sony and you may not be a fan of Sony. That's not the problem. The problem is we need to find what works for you. And whatever and that may end up being, it, that's going to be the right solution for you. It's not about making everybody else happy. It's about making the person that's making the purchasing decision buy the right device that works for them. I am I'm I'm a fan of a lot of content, a lot of device, a lot of devices, and a lot of companies. But at no point do I feel like any of these companies are forcing people to go with them. You always have to make that choice, and I think that's going to be there. I think, and so uh, don't I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, it's more about, like I said, it's um, <laughs> just we'll have to see how that goes. Oh my god, uh, I love it, love it. Yeah, uh, uh, dry and mild, but windy. It picked up. Yes, question uh, that Dragon Ball phone looked really really uh now there's a pokemon phone uh i'll be sold uh believe it or not i'm sure there is i'm, I'm sure at some point or another somebody thought about putting a pokemon phone and i want to say at some point that wasn't there a pokemon theme theme phone from a company hold on let me see here um here is pokemon phone because i i want to say there was a not case i don't want a case i want a phone come on google do the job let's do it right no there is not there is not. Okay, so uh, I, I don't know why I thought I saw it, but I'm sure if there is ever a phone for Pokemon fans, it'll probably be in Japan, <laughs> more than likely. Uh, man, so yeah, Dragon Ball for me is, like I said, it's, it's man, it, 
it just it's 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 a great story it's a great story it's a story that a lot of us can relate to and a lot of a lot of us can champion behind and i think if you grew up with dragon ball and you know goku or you know back when he was younger and how he who, who he is now and how he became here and how, how to, all of that stuff it's just part of why i like it and why as a <laughs> as a guy with white hair i'm still wearing dragon ball shirts because it's that much of fun and realistically i'll be very honest with you guys it's also because my son and I share this passion with Dragon Ball. My son and I truly appreciate it and love it. And for me, it's a great way for me to connect with him as well. So I love the fact that he appreciates what I do and I appreciate what he does. And, you know, obviously he's playing with all the toys right now because that's his time. But for me, I, those I would have wished having that much Dragon Ball content or, uh, um, you know, accessories and memorabilia and all of that back in the day. Uh, it was just so rare because the manga was so very small. A lot of people started watching it originally, the original Dragon Ball. Uh, but now, yeah, definitely. Dragon Ball is, is life. I think it's absolutely great. And having a phone made specifically for Dragon Ball fans with Goku and a Dragon Ball Z with the orange and blue, it's crazy, crazy, uh, like a realization of a dream. So very happy that Realme made that phone exist. And not only that, I was able to get my hands one from them. So very, very happy. Oh, man. Uh, Dominic Juan, same, uh, same with me as well. Like the Pokemon, <laughs> not everybody loves them. Oh my God, it is. But again, guys, seriously, at the end of the day, what you're looking at is what works for you? What makes you comfortable and happy with the device that you have? Uh, for for the, the for the friend that purchased the 11 Pro, uh, the iPhone 11 Pro, if that makes her happy, that then that works. That's going to be the phone that she's going to be enjoying and, and she can use it and, and do everything that she needs there. For me, I, I use iPhones. Don't get me wrong. I have an iPhone for work. But at the end of the day, those are not devices that I feel very comfortable using all the time. I love the video quality that comes out of an iPhone. And I, I may sometimes use them as my B-roll camera. Uh, but that kind of stopped super, super quick when Juan let me borrow the Vivo, uh, the X70 Pro Plus. I have been using this guy so much. I seriously am going to have a hard time giving this phone back to him in a couple of weeks. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I'm going to have to like profusely apologize for how this got you know, swiped out of my, my bag on the way there. It's a great phone. The optics are amazing. The camera sensors, the stack, the microphones, the, the display, everything about this phone is great. Content creation with it is just seriously a, pl a pleasure. Um, 90% of my reels for the last month and a half I've been using are literally running on the Vivo X70 Pro Plus. Um, and of course, uh, some content on a video that's going to be coming up very soon. Um, outperformed my Sony Handycam that I was hoping to shoot content on, uh, on a TV that I'm trying to review. So for me, this was something that is very interesting to see how camera sensors and smartphone technologies are getting this good. And that was a 2021 model. Let's hope to see what they do in 2022. Okay. Dragon Ball skin case collab going on with dbrand. Um, I'm actually trying to work with a buddy of mine, um, uh, and he's a uh, he, he he his channel is very much focused. Uh, it's not an English channel, but it's uh, it's a channel that's focused heavily on creating content uh, for home screens, like custom home screen launchers and so on, and con uh, configurations and icon packs. So I'm trying to work with him. I'm trying to get a good uh, custom home uh, setup for Dragon Ball, and I want to do that one on the on the uh, Realme uh, phone. Uh, but the reality, yeah, I mean, I think seriously, uh, fan base. 
and and I think dbrand could be a great company that does that extreme skins can also do that as well surprisingly if you guys want to be able to pick up extreme skins um, the skin that I showed you guys on the Xperia 1 Mark III and the one I have here on uh, the uh, see here the Pixel 6 Pro are all running from Extreme Skins, and they're uh, they have a like a nice little promotion. If you guys want to use the TK Bay code, get 10% off. Nothing comes out to me. This it's not an affiliate kind of a thing, but it's more of a discount for somebody that's using it. So it it always very very nice. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we need to see more uh, more things like that. Oh my God! I have yet to I have yet get into Dragon Ball because uh, I'm such a large <laughs> it's such a large franchise. Uh, I didn't get into uh, as a kid, but I might be getting into it at some point sooner or later. The beauty about it is um, it's kind of like you know Doctor Who, right? It's this franchise that's been going on for so long. It's hard to kind of grasp exactly the entire thing. You can watch the original Doctor Who, or you can watch it when the series got rebooted, and you'll still enjoy it. Dragon Ball is kind of like in the same thing. The original Dragon Ball is very early in the convert. The, the the manga was very different. The uh, characters were very different. It was also a very different time. So when you're watching it, you may not find the. Uh, let's just say this: they, they don't follow the same conversation style and, and approaches and villains and all of that in, in the way we have them now. But it was something that made me happy as a child i appreciated watching it i appreciated watching it in, in, originally in, in japanese and watching the subs so for me those are the things i really liked as growing up and when the dragon ball z series came over and then we had the dragon ball gt and then you also have to get dragon ball super and all of those different uh you know series or sagas they touch a different time a different point of view and they obviously are meant for different times so what i'm trying to say is you may not like the entire saga but there are so much to like um you know juan and i always kind of joke around about this but i'm a i'm a big fan of goku and juan is a big fan of vegeta so we always got like the vegeta and goku thing we just need to do a fusion dance and everything will be basically perfect right we'll be like gogeta or vegeto that'll be one of those but yeah i hope whatever works for you uh, man i'm sure we'll be able to find something that is very very nice so with that being said, I know I finally I reached the, uh, the 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 chat where it's supposed to be. Um I do want to talk a little bit about the OnePlus 10 situation or not situation, but should we as consumers or even as reviewers buy a phone that is not intended for the market that we are in or the market where most of our viewers are going to watch and should we review it and should we bring that focus and start commenting on a device that will more than likely not show up to us in this form? specifically the OnePlus 10 Pro. So OnePlus earlier this month released the OnePlus 10 Pro in China. That version of one, the OnePlus 10 Pro is running ColorOS. So it's more of a version of this. So this is obviously the Oppo Find N, but it's more of a Find N uh, than it is of to a OnePlus when it comes down to the software. The hardware for the most part is locked in. I think the OnePlus 10 Pro hardware is not going to change for the international. Uh, I'm, and I'm, when I say hardware, I'm talking about uh, specifically the camera sensors, the modem on there or the band support obviously will change because it needs to be compatible with the markets that it's going to support. But picking up a OnePlus 10 Pro and showcasing it and commenting on the performance that it's doing it needs to be done very tactfully. And I think right now it, we owe it to our uh, to our followers because this phone is intended for a company for 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 uh, a group of people that more than likely don't even use YouTube. That's how weird it is, right? The phone has ColorOS, which is intended for the Chinese market. Now, ColorOS is a great operating system and it's very nice. The only thing that I always worry about it is commenting on things. Like if you find something that you're not necessarily very happy with, commenting on something like that, it makes it so that the phone isn't necessarily, you know, maybe not perform as well here or so on. So at the end of the day, the way OnePlus is 
changing 2022's uh, the, the ever-changing conversation around OnePlus as to how they're doing things, how they're moving things. We should wait for the version that's going to be supported internationally, the global edition. The one, the find N here is by again. Every time I've spoken about it, I've always explained this is a Chinese version. To use it, you have to import it. But currently, there is no plan for this to be going internationally. Do I wish OnePlus takes this and makes this their own first foldable? Absolutely. Is it going to happen? Time will tell. Where we are right now is that version of the OnePlus 10 Pro is not going to be available internationally. We are not going to see a ColorOS, full ColorOS 12.1 running on an international version of the OnePlus 10 Pro. So as much as I'd love to be able to basically you know, import it and get a chance to play with it, I also realize that by doing so, I'm I'm not doing you guys as 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 um. I'm not doing it. As, I'm not giving the device as much of a credit to be able to showcase all of the things that it can do. The camera sensor, the camera software is going to be different. The UI elements are going to be different. Some functionality functionalities that we have in ColorOS do not transfer to Oxygen OS. One of the ones specifically in one of the uh, one of the biggest YouTubers content that was putting out there, they were showcasing the color picking option that comes along with ColorOS that, that does not come over to Oxygen OS. To me, again, somebody that doesn't know this watching it will probably not realize that this is something that like I should watch it, but I shouldn't really care too much about it because it's not going to be coming to me exactly. It's one of those things I wish we anyways, be it what it may, may be to answer the question that I posted at the top. I personally think we shouldn't. I think personally, if you're looking to, to pick up the OnePlus 10 Pro, knowing that there's going to be a version that works for your system or for your area in the next, literally in the next month or so, we're not that far. Not, I don't think OnePlus is going to release the 10 Pro in China and then wait months, like I'm talking three months or so, to release it everywhere else. I think more than likely it's going to be within a month or so. It may be MWC. We don't know. Maybe MWC will be the big announcement. OnePlus kind of pushes something out there. Um, I can say that I think back in the day when I went to MWC, there wasn't a big OnePlus presence then. Um, but I know at IFA, they did have a big announcement as well. So we'll have to see. Uh, but again, some people are more comfortable doing it. Some people are not. I personally will not be purchasing the OnePlus 10 Pro um, outside of the US market or even the European market. That's a different thing. I would more than likely buy an international version with a global ROM. Now, the good saving part of this is this. At some point, when OnePlus does release the international version of the OnePlus 10 Pro, you are able to, at least in the past, to be able to bridge over or install a global ROM on a on a Chinese brand, a Chinese version of the OnePlus devices. That's been typically done actually in the past for quite some time. Uh, actually, even Chinese brand companies would probably go buy the OnePlus from us uh, from China at a lower price and then resell it to international markets on like AliExpress and so on. So be careful when you're buying your phone. But the long story short, I would wait. There is no rush. The HN1 is going to be coming. OnePlus's experience with Oxygen OS is going to be coming, and we're going to see a new version of Oxygen OS coming up with it. So the reality of the matter is, as excited as I am about the OnePlus 10 Pro, I want to wait and want to see how that experience kind of evolves. Um, and if you guys would love to be able to see some content, there are tons of content starting to come out this week, as I think a lot of those uh, uh, creators are starting to receive their devices that they purchased um, off of uh, either dbrand sponsored or even 28 Mobile and so on. Not a sponsorship by any means, but I feel like we, this is something that we kind of need to, I would wait for it a little bit. Oh, man. Um, gangs, uh, techno size. Oplus is yet another brand that has slowly lost uh, its brand identity with the later version of itself. Uh, to a certain point, it where where they are now is very different than where they were before. 
at the beginning when OnePlus came out, remember, it came out as a Cyanogen mod company. They released their first phone running Cyanogen mod. It wasn't even running Oxygen OS or Hydrogen OS at the time. What we saw them is evolving as, uh, as the, the a fan favorite, as a, a small brand, the, the, the flagship killer. Uh, you know, they literally coined that, that term at the, time, at the beginning to where they are now. And now they're literally in where they want it to be. They're in carrier stores. They have contracts with carriers. To them in the US, releasing the phone at the same time as when it released in China was not a big priority for them. Why? They probably already have contracts. They already have agreements with, con with companies that their 10 Pro is gonna be showing up on their shelves in a later time. So those things kind of change. Where we are and as enthusiasts and where we all are, we came and we are still fans of what they stand for. We want to be able to see that conversation translate to unlocked versions and some of the other options that we get on the market. So I agree. It's a very interesting approach and in how they're doing it. They're very different. Uh, working again with Oppo is making it more um, more like Oppo's controlling the conversation a lot more than what OnePlus is able to do in the past. But I'm hoping they find a good balance where the Opal brand still has its identity because you don't want to lose the identity of what OnePlus is. The moment you lose the OnePlus brand, you lose all of those fans. And I think Opal doesn't really want that. I think Opal wants OnePlus to succeed still uh, and keep working and building on the success that they've done in the past. It's just, it's a change. It's a weird approach. And uh, I don't mind the software. I think the Oxygen OS on, based on Color OS is actually a much better improvement, faster, easier to work with. Um, and I also appreciate the fact that it'll be more supported as time goes on with the three years of support that we get, as long as that transfers over from what, uh, you know, Oppo's been uh, putting out there. Hey, Aditya joins us. Good morning. Everybody say hi, Aditya. Uh, yeah, <laughs> OnePlus <laughs> involved into Oppo's way into, into yeah, it, it's basically, it, it is, it is. I think it's it's one of those, um, one of those things you have to appreciate what OnePlus is and where they are now. It's It's a smartphone brand that has shown how a success of a small brand, a small boutique brand that is a sub-brand of another company can do in the international market, can keep growing, build a fan base around it, and actually become a brand to compete with other brands in the store. This is literally like a, if there's ever a Cinderella story kind of a thing, like you didn't really think they were going to do it and you don't think they were going to grow up this much, but slowly but surely, OnePlus made it and they are where they are now. Uh, and again, a big part of it is because they had a lot of leverage from Oppo at some point in the beginning and throughout their development. But you know what? Uh, my goal is at the end of the day to showcase the different options. OnePlus is from what, the, at least if we just look at it from where we are, the OnePlus 10 Pro, 10 Pro looks very different and a different approach to what the, One, uh, the Find X5 Pro is going to be coming out with. So at its core, they're still trying to make their own unique identity stand. Hasselblad may be present on both of them, but the experience is going to be different. This is why I'm saying ColorOS on a OnePlus 10 Pro should not be the version that people review. You should always provide the best experience of what people are supposed to expect at the store. Because we're, I don't know if it, where everybody that's been putting out videos right now on this, will they put another video on when the OnePlus 10 Pro comes out with, uh, with Oxygen OS? and go cover all of the features or will they make a different type of video covering the content? So that's the weird, that's the thing I'm always concerned to see how things uh, kind of go with us here. Um, but yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad everybody's doing great. I'm, I'm also glad that everybody's having uh, a good day with us and hanging out with us. It was a it was really nice to actually see Ian uh, in the chat and kicking it with us as well. Uh, but it is that time of the, uh, the, the stream. Actually, if you guys are familiar if you're with us, if you're new with us here on the chat, um, it, the, uh, the basically where we start doing the TK section, it's a little bit of a visual thing that we do in here. So if you guys, you'll probably start seeing it in, in the comments with the hashtag TK section kind of coming up. 
Um, and that kind of hits us where the show kind of hits that nice about one and a half hour or so uh, part of the stream, which I typically love to be able to keep the show going on. Um, so with that being said, uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, so yeah, uh, Aditya, no, I, I appreciate it. Uh, the only concern that happens with me, uh, Aditya, is uh, in the chat because I'm in uh, StreamYard. I don't have a way of um, I, I don't have a way of controlling it the same way when I'm in YouTube. So I didn't actually ban the person. I, there's a function here that enables me to time out a person, so it just stops them from commenting for a specific time. Um, but I, I understand that they're a fan, and I understand they were trying to showcase uh, their their appreciation. But you always have to be appreciative and also respectful to the rest of the chat. Um, so with that being said, this week has been nice. It, it had a few surprises. Uh, I actually pushed out two separate shorts, one comparing the Xperia 1 Mark III to, uh, and uh, Xperia 5 Mark III with Android 12 and Android 11. Um, and of course, the other one uh, we were talking about here on the channel uh, is uh, just showcasing some of the main benefits of the Redmi, uh, sorry, not the, yeah, the Redmi Note 11. Uh, the Redmi Note 11, the, I did a short for the unboxing, but I did the full version of the video last night. Uh, that video is really intended to show you what you can get for 179. It's a great price, and I really think the price, the the the, um, I guess the the uh, <laughs> whatever money they're making off of it is a very thin margin. It has to be very very thin. Uh, but overall, I think Xiaomi's done it, and they've done a really decent job. If I do get my hands on um, a better version, um, I was trying to see if I can get my hands on the Pro or the Pro 5G. Uh, I'll definitely do a separate video for you guys and showcase that. The surprise, surprise of the showcase here, where I got uh, the you know the brand new P50 Pro. I'm going to be spending the weekend with this one. Uh, I want to be able to take photography again. I want to see all of the benefits of uh, you know the the new camera stack that we have in there. It does work in the U.S. on 4G LTE, as I expected. It's a 4G LTE chipset, uh, so that's going to be my biggest focus. And I will be pushing out a separate video for the uh, Mobvoi ANC buds. Uh, I totally missed. I totally missed the embargo. I didn't realize that the, the, it was going to happen this week. Uh, Juan pushed out a video on that one. I'll definitely be putting something out next week. So with that being said, um, let's go ahead and bring this up here. Oops. Yeah. Windows 11 formatting for the win. Uh, always, always going to be uh, the best con configuration in here. So we're going to start it off here. We're going to do share. We're going to say screen, not slides. I'm actually, uh, StreamYard's been doing decent in adding new features. That video that I was able to share with you guys before was running straight off my computer. So, ah, right there. Uh, Greg, as usual, thank you very much for hanging out with us, kicking it with us on this Saturday morning uh, with the Android Bay. Uh, as always, thank you very much for your support, man. Uh, and of course, um, here we have uh, Dominic Juan, TKception, TK Huawei Bay. Actually, this has a good ring. TK Super Saiyan Bay, uh, TK Sony Bay, as always. Thank you very much, man. Uh, and here, uh, oh, sorry, Gary, real quick, Gary, TKception, TKR Bay, TK Tesla Bay, hashtag test TSLA prices all the way. Aditya, the Mr. Cumberbatch of our channel. Thank you very much, man. Hanging up with us, TK covering Huawei Bay. Uh, TK needs to make his own SD card case bay. I, I'm, I'm on a mission. I really feel like I need to find the right person to talk to to make this happen because I think this will make sense and will make perfect sense for everybody uh, that likes to use it. Uh, <laughs> Gay, I, I love that one. Gay, I appreciate you helping out with the, with the chat there. TKception, Sebastian Lobo, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, Maz B has TKception. Appreciate it, bud. Um, as always, everybody, thank you very much for hanging out with us. I mean, obviously, Jimmy Fire Dragon, everybody kicking it, taking time of your day on Saturday to hang out with us here on the Android Bay. 
episode 106. I mean, we're doing good. We're it's like six episodes in into the new series and of course running on the new channel. Um, I do want to come real quick. I saw the comment real quick from gangs here. TK, uh, what do you really think about the OnePlus 10 Global will be released with Oxygen when, uh, so when, okay. Uh, okay, but do you think that, sorry, do you really think the OnePlus 10 Global will be released with Oxygen OS ROM? I, I, I am uh, I'm likely thinking that it may not. So it's been, I'll say this, Oxygen OS has, to answer your question, yes, I think it's going to be coming out with Oxygen OS, but it's going to be, again, based on what we've seen with the OnePlus 9, it's a it's a color OS, skin, it's a skin on top of color OS. So it's, it's still going to have some of the uh, Oxygen OS functionalities, but the biggest thing that you want to keep in mind is this. The identity of OnePlus is still separate from Oppo, so they're not really going to be killing it right off the bat. There's been no announcement talking about uh, Oxygen OS stopping support. They did replace Hydrogen OS, which was very close to Oxygen OS in China, and that was last year. And I think that's when we start seeing it. With the OnePlus Nord 2, they released again was with the first version of uh, OnePlus uh, devices that started to show that hybrid Oxygen OS Color OS uh, merger. And at the time, it was not very pronounced. Now we see it. It's a little bit more. It's in there. You definitely notice it. the The update, uh, the update tab in the uh, settings under the about is again color OS copied over. Some of the camera functionalities are coming over. So I actually still think, yeah, OnePlus will still be releasing their one, uh, their devices with Oxygen OS internationally, uh, but you know, focusing on color OS more on their home base. Uh, and and color OS still exists. Again, the Find X5 Pro hopefully. At some point, we'll be able to see the announcement very soon, and I need to turn off my notification. Oh, yeah, and then, of course, thank you very much, Dominic. Um, Jimmy Fire Dragon, thank you very much for the deception there as well. Uh, gangs, everybody else with us, Aditya, Greg, Chemi, Maz B in there. Um, Gary, of course, as always, Dominic. Uh, I think there was a few others. And for everybody else, Gary, of course, as always, and Javier uh, Hidalgo, and, uh, you know, uh, Russ was in there as well. Uh, take care. Be safe, stay safe. Um, I'll see you guys, of course, in the same uh, on Monday in the chat over at uh, the SGGQA with Juan Carlos, uh, and of course for the best of our week next week. Uh, hopefully, I'll have more more conversations and more things to talk about the uh, P50 Pro. But right now, the hardware is so on point; like it's it's crazy good. Like the evolution from what we get from the P30 Pro to the P40, and now with the P50, crazy, crazy. Uh, Huawei has amazing hardware design, so. Um, I'll see you guys next week. Take care. Stay safe. Bye-bye for now.